This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday afternoon, usually 3 to 6. Tonight I'm on 5 to 7. So if you just tuned in, that's okay. We've got an hour left, and I am doing what I always do on the first show of the year and tell you what I expect from 2017. And a couple of things that uh, I've been talking about, my expectations. One is that I think the number one theme will be cybersecurity. And I called Obama the surveillance president, and I was all set to call Hillary the censorship president. But I think that title, whether he wants it or not, is going to end up going to Trump. But there were a few little items of the surveillance state that weren't buttoned up in my observation. And I had written them as things that would be finalized in 2017. One was that law firms and bathrooms would enter their surveillance state. Those are the only two places I could think of that you actually could have some expectation of privacy. Something to look forward to. <laughs> I know. Well, I thought the transgender law thing would would make bathrooms like no longer a safe space so that they would you would expect you know, because you would be like, uh, and you'd kind of want some kind of a security there. You don't yeah. want to be in an unsafe zone. But then the the shooting in Fort Lauderdale yesterday, the guy went into the bathroom to load his gun. So I th- I actually think that's putting in people's minds, you know, bathrooms are a place where you have privacy. Do and we know which bathroom? I believe it was the men's bathroom. Right. Not the one that Ari Fleischer was tweeting from. <laughs> so Ari Fleischer was tweeting in real time about this shooting because he was there. Ari Fleischer was the former, I think, chief of staff for Bush W., And uh, there was something funny about his tweets. He was tweeting and Trump was tweeting. And the timestamps on those tweets were actually before the event happened. And I noticed that and I thought it was weird. And I took screenshots of it. And then when I went back this morning to their Twitter feeds, the timestamp was was later again. So that's totally weird. And there was an article from the Daily Beast that was published at 110 who said that he had just gotten a live exclusive interview with Ari Fleischer whose first tweet was at, you know, at absolutely best case scenario, 13 minutes before. So there's a lot of weird things on this story. So if you want to check it out, tell me what you think. Go to PropagandaReportDaily.com. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to speculate on what it all means, but it's super weird. (laughs) So you might want to check that out right now. And Binkley, we do... Uh, on Propaganda Report Daily, we do. I post podcasts of this show, and I also we also do podcasts for iTunes and YouTube and stuff. So tell people what you want them to do if they're interested in those podcasts. Go to propreport.com, and uh, there's going to be a little apple on the right side. Click on that apple and subscribe to us at iTunes. Leave a review, leave a rating, and uh, yeah, check out our videos. Subscribe to our YouTube pages as well. Yeah, it's good if you subscribe it. I think it pushes that stuff up in the search engine. So we like that. And uh, I want to, first of all, I'm happy to take calls. I have some of the best predictions are from calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. 
And then uh, I'm going to tell you more of what I expect to kind of be the theme of 2017. Do you, let's have some tweets at Monica Perez show. Come on, Bankley, what you got? All right, we have from uh, HD High Def. He says that liberals falling to pieces over Trump may backfire when he's not as bad as they claimed and Trump may win another term. I had, well, I, I guess I assumed he would win another term. I thought of that. I thought there's so much hype. And like with Obama, people are like, oh, my gosh. You know, according to Newsweek, we're all socialists now and really panicked everybody. And on the one hand, it kind of feels like whatever. The trees didn't stop growing. But, man, a lot of damage was done. So I, I can't. I mean, the Trump thing. I really don't know what they're afraid of. If they would just defend the 10th Amendment, which I think that's actually one of my predictions, the Bill of Rights will continue to be uh, neutralized one by one and in the crosshairs under, you know, for the next year at least, if not longer, the First Amendment. So we're going to have, that's what the fake news, the free press crackdown is going to attack the First Amendment. But the Fifth Amendment, I think, is going to be seriously in the crosshairs where due process uh, is going to be brushed aside so that you can put people on watch lists, no-fly, no-buy lists, without due process of law based on um, people's assessment of your mental health, if maybe you're a vet who had some psych issues, if... Uh, your so-called domestic terrorism. Of course, it'll start with Muslims, where it is starting. But this shooter had a bunch of psych issues, and you're talking about the Fort Lauderdale yeah. shooter. Yeah, I mean, if you read one of those articles, like everybody in his family is like, basically, he's his head has been messed up since he got back from Iraq, and he'd even been, I think, institutionalized at one point. See, that's really crazy because I had written. In my notes of what I expected from 2017, that exact or uh, basically that they would target vets with psych issues. And I actually gave it a name. I thought they would call it the Chris Kyle law because those are the guys not with psych issues, but vets are who they want to disarm because those are the guys who are toughened, hardened. They know how to do stuff and they can use weapons and they fought for what they what they the reason they fought was to defend the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, you know, to the extent that's how how it's sold to them. So if things start getting worse, those are the last guys you want here to stand up against the increasingly militarized, centralized uh, police. That's where the whole police thing is going. That's my number one prediction, actually. Or I should say, I mean, it's not this isn't totally in order, but the cybersecurity thing is a super big one. I, I expect a cybersecurity omnibus bill. But I also, uh, equally important, I think we're going to have this, uh, and I've been predicting this for a while, and before it was on anybody's radar, I just noticed that the that crime has plummeted in the past 20 years since Clinton and Newt Gingrich and those guys uh, had criminal justice reform, and they put, like, jillions of people in jail. They gave three strikes. I mean, it's terrible when it's, like, uh, crimes that aren't violent or against people. So if you smoke pot and go to jail, like, to me, as a libertarian, that's not okay. If you steal somebody's money to buy the pot, that's you should go to jail for that. So I'm all for criminal justice reform in that I don't think people should be incarcerated for uh, 
crimes that are just decided as crimes instead of truly criminal. Like it's called in law mala prohibita. It's bad because it's prohibited versus mala in se. It's bad in itself. So those so I only think you should ever go to jail. There shouldn't even be mala prohibita laws. But as far as going to jail, but they did put a lot of people in jail and the crime rate just absolutely plummeted. And I noticed that that really takes a big piece of um, power away from the government, that if people are not afraid on a day to day basis uh, and also gun rights, gun rights is what keeps us from having a lot of street crime like they have in Europe. People will complain heavily about street crime over there where they have stricter gun control. So I feel like they take the. Uh, if they are going to, they're talking about criminal justice reform, but why? Because they care about pot smokers being in jail. Like no one's saying that, you know? <laughs> so they're the law firm. So they, uh, I feel like they're pumping up this idea of increased crime. I predicted after Ferguson that when Obama said, we're going to pull back or have kinder, gentler policing, that we would immediately have a rise in crime, or at least that was how they would report it. That's exactly what's happened. And they, they're going to use this to justify, just like the black versus blue thing, the Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter thing. They're going to use it to justify a lot more policing, a lot more boots on the ground, a lot more uh, surveillance, body cameras, all that kind of stuff, I think. Uh, and, and the highlight of it, the thing that's really going to take another step, which is this Fifth Amendment thing, is pre-crime, where they're going to use social media to uh, what they call criminal profiling. So yeah. I heard somebody say, no more racial profiling. That would be wrong. But criminal profiling can tell if you're a criminal before you commit any crimes. That's pre-crime, and that is where we're headed, in my opinion. I, I agree. With Facebook, we're giving them everything they need to know about our personality. That is one thing they're targeting, too, is that they want constant access to social media to monitor that, to highlight, to flag where where to go. And there was a big article right on cue, in my opinion, in the Wall Street Journal about how, unlike other cities, New York did not experience this huge spike in crime in 2016. And they stopped Stop and Frisk, which was a controversial program. The Democratic mayor did away with it. But uh, they attributed it to having uh, more boots on the ground. They said a sharp increase in the size of the police force, intense focus on crime hotspots, which is where is this pre-crime thing. They look at patterns, <laughs> just like Minority Report, that movie. And then a crime tracking system called CompStat that re- relies on timely and accurate information and intelligence, which is really uh, surveillance. So that's, I think. Gonna be but it's fluid. timely and accurate. Accurate. I know. It's, well, it's accurate if it's... It, so this is something that's happening in Germany right now. They resist that kind of stuff because of the way East Germany was run and the Nazis. I mean, they were full of Nazis and communists. They, they, yeah. They're not great with the see something, say something thing. So this last, this Christmas time event in Germany, one of the key themes that you got from the reporting was... They held the wrong guy. They had to let him go, blah, 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 because the eyewitnesses were not accurate. And if only they had had surveillance cameras everywhere like we have, they, they wouldn't have had those problems. So they're trying. It actually says it says like spells it out. They, we are trying to use this event to convince the German people to allow cameras everywhere. Yeah. I mean, eyewitnesses are historically not accurate. Like in a court of law, they're just they're not yeah, reliable. But actually, I was reading a study. I have to 
dig it up. A guy went back and looked at all the mass casualty events before the modern era, right? So maybe before 2000. And he found that the eyewitness uh, accounts of those, like the Texas um, Watchtower shooting, which was a long time ago, the eyewitness accounts were actually quite accurate. So were the body counts, all the details released like immediately by the cops, by the people in the newspaper held up over time. The story did not change. It was only after what looks like, you know, an operation that that uses these crises, provokes them, even arranges them, that it's only then that you started to see where the the narrative has to morph. Okay, so people before others could get in there and manipulate them and and kind of shape what they see, like the initial reporting from local reporters? Yeah, it was reporters, the police, and people on the scene. Now, I know that, like, in a court of law, they say, what color eyes did the guy have, and you can get that wrong. But when, when these guys, all those people and institutions put together the stories, they came out with the right uh, with the right answer right away. It didn't keep changing. I'll have to dig that up. Very interesting. All right, more calls uh, after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at Monica Perez Show. 620 in the Cool Ray Carrier WSB 24-hour traffic center. I-20 eastbound between County Road 49, exit 210, and Alabama-Georgia State Line near Heflin. Road flow completely stopped if you're traveling along that strip of pavement. Expect at least a 30-minute delay in your trip time. I-20 eastbound at Post Road, exit 30. The exit is completely blocked. It's iced over, and cars attempting to exit are sliding back down the ramp. And wrecking crews still trying to clear that fatal accident on State Road 282 east and westbound at Woodridge Drive. Car slid on the ice and hit a utility pole. We've got one confirmed fatality. I'm Satonia Moore, WSB. The Republican plan to cut health care would make America sick again. Make America sick again? What would be an appropriate acronym for that? MASA. Nobody knows. You see, folks, the Democrats want to continue to be your MASA for health. Herman Kane, every day at 9 a.m. on WSB. What if the Earth has more than four corners? Stop wondering and start wandering now with 30% off every guest in the Caribbean. Adventures on Oasis of the Seas sailing from Port Canaveral started just $6.99. But hurry, this opportunity is for a limited time only. So come seek the Royal Caribbean and call 1-800-ROYAL-CARIBBEAN or your travel agent today. Offer applies to select sailings. Prices per person, double occupancy, and subject to availability. Taxes and fees additional. Restrictions apply. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's a new year, and people everywhere have resolved to make 2017 a better, healthier one. A great way to start is by getting a good night's sleep. But for those of you who suffer from sleep apnea, it can be difficult to get the restful sleep you need. If you or a loved one have sleep apnea and can't get relief from CPAP, there is another treatment option available. Inspire is a revolutionary FDA-approved implantable device for sleep apnea. Controlled with a small remote, Inspire delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open throughout the night, giving you the sleep you need to be healthier, happier, and more productive in the coming year and beyond. Inspire is currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The future of sleep therapy is here. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find a doctor who can help determine if Inspire is right for you. Make 2017 your best, healthiest year yet at InspireSleep.com. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB, Atlanta's exclusive 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. Keep it here all weekend for your chance to win the McDonald's weekend prize pack. Featuring a four-pack of tickets to the Georgia RV and Camper Show, January 20th through 22nd at the Cobb Galleria Center. And a pair of tickets to see Jay Leno on February 18th at the Cobb Energy Center. The weekend prize pack on WSB is presented by McDonald's. I'm loving it. Thanks for calling Soma Biotics. Are you calling for a free trial of our belly flattening breakthrough? Actually, I already got the free trial. It totally flattened my belly. Wow, that's great news. But now I have a problem I never thought I'd have. My belly just keeps getting flatter. I mean, I don't want to look like a runway model, but I don't want to stop taking Soma Biotics either. Because seriously, I've never looked this good. <laughs> well, here's one thing you can do. Only take Soma Biotics every other day. That'll keep up your results without making your belly too flat. And if you ever need to ramp up your belly flattening results again, just go back to taking it every day. To get your free trial of Soma Biotics, call 1-800-661-5589. You're going to love how you look. And if your belly flattening results are too dramatic, simply reduce use to every other day. But hurry and call now for details while they're still giving it away for free. Call 1-800-661-5589. That's 1-800-661-5589. 1-800-661-5589. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today, a cold, barely 32 degrees, slightly warmer tomorrow with a high of 37. And we are talking about our expectations for 2017. And my big ones so far have been a big cybersecurity omnibus bill and this increasing uh, call for larger police state, more centrally controlled more power, more surveillance at the police level, and especially this uh, acceptance of pre-crime, which is a complete violation of the Fifth Amendment of due process, where you have to be convicted of something to lose your rights. So do we have any uh, tweets, Binkley, or you want to... Yeah, we got one from Resist We Much. He tweeted that uh, for last year's show, he predicted that at least one Supreme Court justice would die unexpectedly, kind of mysteriously. I totally remember that, and I actually played it on air when uh, when Justice Scalia died in February. I remember thinking that was really prescient. So I want Resist We Much to call me and tell me what he expects for 2017 and see what happens. I, I know there were other expectations that Trump would have. One of the tweets I got had suggested that Trump would end up having the opportunity to nominate three Supreme Court justices. And I think it's including Merrick Garland, who was Obama's pick. So wow, maybe the idea is, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying it out loud because those are the kind of predictions that you're like, holy cow. Yeah. If we can find that, we should probably give that person credit in case it really comes true. But uh, so, so those are my, the bill of rights is going to continue to be under fire. Another thing that I wonder about uh, or that I expect is this intelligence consolidation. So there's all this Russian hacking thing. We've got all this uh, controversy around that. Trump is attacking them. James Clapper, a known liar, and his gang are making just innuendos. If you dig into the statements they make, they're never like, here's proof. It's just we feel strongly. You've got to trust us. And Trump's like, I don't trust you. 
So then what I think is going to happen, I think this is a pretext for a lot of different things to happen, including the cybersecurity omnibus. Like, well, we don't need to attack Russia. We just need to button ourselves up, fight fire with fire. There, I, I read one article, Putin is an autocrat. He's got unlimited power. We can't fight against that. So we either have to act like that or give it up, you know? So maybe they'll use it to have a little more totalitarianism. But I do think what he's going to do with the intelligence agencies is consolidate them so it's maybe under control of his national security guys without too many other people at the top so they can really control what they're doing and push people maybe out into the field. Maybe they'll uh, expand this insider threat operation, which was, I think it was the CIA guy, John Brennan, wanted to crack down on whistleblowers. So if you see, if you work inside and you see something very wrong and you blow the whistle, they want to institute a program where you really get the book thrown at you before uh, you can tell anybody, which is really not right. Yeah, so that's the problem is that uh, they become defensive at our expense. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. More tweets after this at Monica Perez Show. It's a man Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturday afternoons, usually from 3 to 6. Tonight I'm on till 7, and I have a McDonald's weekend prize pack for you. A four-pack of tickets to the Georgia RV and Camper Show, January 20th to 22nd at the Cobb Galleria Center. And a pair of tickets to see Jay Leno on February 18th at the Cobb Energy Center. The first to call 404-741-0750 gets that. And I love, I don't know, Binkley, have you seen Jay Leno's Garage? It's a show. It's like there's so few things that my entire family can agree on. It's like usually food, which drives me crazy to sit around watching food at night. And cars. So it's really, it's actually, I really enjoy the he show. He has a lot of cars, a lot of nice cars. Yes, and, and the show is good. So now I'm, uh, although I'm sure my politics are about as far from Jay Leno's as possible. I don't know. He's not too political, but I just get the sense. But I kind of, now I like him, now that I like the <laughs> show. Anyway, so what we're talking about is 2017 and what we see coming down the road. And I knocked off a few of the, the things uh, what's your number one? Or give me a tweet or tell me your number one, whichever you want to do. Why don't you tell me your number one? My number one for 2017? Yeah. Um, this might not be my number one, but it's close. I think we're going to see a lot more uh, live stream, probably a big live streamed terror event because live stream has kind of uh, come to the forefront of, uh, of late. Right. And there was that event this week of the kids. Uh, it was like a black on white crime or... Um, yeah, it was yeah. Four, I think four black kids beat up a white uh, handicapped kid, excuse me, and it was live. And I, I heard that they are holding those people without bail. Really? Which seems really crazy to me since they let murderers out without, you know, on bail sometimes. Right. And they have not, they will not call it a hate crime in the media. I mean, picking on, I mean, my son has Down syndrome, so like I am always kind of feel worried about people picking on kids with uh, disabilities. I think that's a, I don't know what, what kind of crime it was, but people are pretty mean to kids with disabilities. Yeah. I think, I bet you could find they, I think they pump up these stories when they fit a uh, controversial or 
like a, a theme that will create conflict, like Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, you could probably, I, I mean, I don't know if people end up dead every day, but like in this case where nobody ended up dead, there's probably on the school bus incidents like that all the time. But if, yeah. it, if it fits the, the narrative that they want to push, that's why like sometimes they maybe create crises, but there are plenty of crises out there right. in a country with 320 million people, you know, where... Yeah, and uh, Facebook live stream stuff, kind of like what you were saying, where we're voluntarily submitting our information to Facebook, people are now voluntarily turning their cameras on. Yes, and we got an Echo, an Amazon Echo, Uh (laughs) for Christmas, and I literally will not take it out of the box, because, I mean, it's probably already listening. You need to light it on fire. (laughs) I watched The Falcon and the Snowman not too long ago. Remember that old movie? No. Falcon and the Snowman. It was a good movie about spy. Real. It's a true story with Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton about these kids who spied for the Russians, and they. One of the kids gets a an owl for a present, like a stuffed owl. Oh, okay. Taxidermy owl, <laughs> a not real an actual owl. owl, stuffed owl. <laughs> and by the end, he's so paranoid that he's like ripping the owl apart. Like they so like the echo is my owl. I'm looking at him like. I know it's still in the box. <laughs> is it? Is it alive? It's like Meet the Parents, where the the stuffed animal watches the kid. Oh yes, those are real though. Yeah. Anyway, so so let me just uh, tell my my next one. There, there's a couple. The economy is one that's really hard to predict, and it was my big fail from 2016. Besides not knowing that Trump would win was I thought the economy would go south because I look at the indicators, I look at how people perceive the economy, what they actually think about what's going on as a, another like politically manipulated sense. Like people think what it is is what they're told it is rather than their own personal experience. So I say, my when I look at what you think is going to happen to the economy, half the time I feel like it's what do they want you to think. And... Uh, so last year, I thought that uh, there was going to be um, a downturn in the economy because I thought that Jeb Bush was going to win. That was my prediction last year. I had a lot of good predictions, but I had a couple of doozies that did not work out. So I figured the economy had to tank under a Democrat in order to get a Republican elected, but it didn't really work out that way. So I don't know what's going to happen going forward, but I had a tweet from at where did Dean go right after the election? I said, what do you guys think? To my Twitter followers, what do you guys think this is all about? That Trump's winning? Is this just what you see is what you get? Or is there uh, something going on here? Is this guy being set up or is he setting us up? And he immediately responded, Dean did, saying maybe they're going to start raising rates and tank the economy and they want to blame it on a Republican or a conservative or an outsider or however you want to characterize Trump for taking that blame. And uh, and I read an article recently by a guy named Brandon Smith that said the same thing. So there is a chance of that, that that in order for them to stop the zero interest rate thing, they they're going to crash the economy or the stock market and that they will blame the Republican. But on the other hand, the way the stock market is responding right now, people seem to be very hopeful that that reduced taxes or letting big companies bring tax money back home is going to create a lot of stimulus. Now, one thing that's pretty clear is that interest rate, or a few things that are clear, are that interest rates are going to rise, that uh, Trump is going to spend like a drunken sailor, because <laughs> he kind of says it like that. We need to spend money. Don't worry about it. We'll, it'll work out because we'll have a lot of growth. That's what he says. But 
I don't know about the growth. I do think he's he talks about it was the only thing he said in his acceptance speech was talking about infrastructure spending. And he talks about reducing taxes. So that combination of more spending and fewer taxes, you really need a lot of growth if you're going to uh, if the one if the revenue tax revenue is going to offset the bigger spending. And if you don't have that growth and your interest rates are going up, your national debt is going to balloon because you have more spending, less revenue, and then the interest, interest is, a, is kind of a small part of our deficit right now because the rates are so low. But we have $20 trillion of debt. That's a lot of debt. It's a lot of debt. So at 1% increase, if, if it were all rolled over today at a 1% higher rate, it's whatever, it would be $200 billion of interest in one year for no value. So that, that could really have an impact on the debt. I can't even comp, comp, comprehend that amount of money. It, it, it means it's so meaningless to me because it's so large. Yes. And, and nobody talked about the debt during the elections, the campaigns. So nobody talked about it. And I had a caller, I forgot who it was, maybe Steve, who said, why, why is nobody talking about this? And I realized, and I remember when I was asked about it, I said, the people will say, when will the debt be paid off? And it looks to me, just by looking at it, that there's really no possible way to ever pay off that debt. That that is definitely not the plan. And at the, you know, even if it just stopped growing and you just had interest forever, like you had an interest only mortgage, you could probably live with that. Yeah. But it's going to keep growing. And I, and I feel like it means there has to be a kind of, what's called a paradigm shift. It's got to be a change in the structure, the monetary system of the world, or like a restructuring, which Trump hinted at. He said we could just restructure it or whatever, you know, and that's his thing, right? His, his big business uh, highlights are what he said, I use bankruptcy to my benefit and I'll do it for you, you know, is kind of the implication there. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, there's a deeper theory, economic theory out there that I saw on a really trippy website, Philosophy of Metrics. Both of those guys, Brandon Smith and the Philosophy of Metrics guys, saw the Trump win coming a mile away. So they've got some credibility right now, but they have totally opposite views of what the meaning is. So the Philosophy of Metric guy says that we're going to have... Uh, prosperity and growth, but that we are going to have a complete change uh, over time in the monetary system and that uh, they'll switch from the dollar being like the international currency to special drawing rights to a kind of international basket. And the implications of that is if the rest of the world isn't using dollars, the dollars come home and that makes prices go up without adding any value that's that's really inflationary and if your wages don't go up at the same rate as prices it really affects your standard of living that could be bad and then you really couldn't do a lot of trading it really screws up a lot of things so it gets it gets complicated i really uh, because i think these things are highly manipulated i'd have to understand why what what they're doing and why and i don't so i think there's two like polar opposites of what could happen i guess my gut says Ending the zero interest rate regime is going to mess things up and Trump will be blamed, but we'll see. I'm not standing behind that. That was a very <laughs> lukewarm kind of thing. I've got a few more things. Um, I think it's obvious we're going to have an escalation in the Middle East. We're going to have boots on the ground there. 
The Secretary of State is the CEO of Exxon. The Secretary of Defense is so close to having been a general in the military, they're actually going to have to pass a law to allow him to take control because there's strict control against uh, rules against having the military run the Defense Department. You're not supposed to do that because they always want to... They want war, right? Like, that's how they think. I'm not saying they're warmongers, but that's how they think, and you want to avoid that. But he's on the board of General Dynamics, which is a huge defense contractor. So the Secretary of Defense is a defense guy. The Secretary of State is going to be an oil guy. And then you've got Treasury. Like, everybody else is a Goldman guy. And I always think the military-industrial complex is the bankers, energy, and defense. Well, we need a pharmaceutical guy in there. and That's we'll, like the second tier. Yeah. Big farm, big pharma, big tech. Those are like my tier two. But it's just funny that the tier one is all in position. So I feel like for sure you're going to have more and bigger war in the Middle East, if only for, for because that's how what those guys want. And if they're the guys on the scene, Johnny on the spot, they get what they want. And we're going to have some digital wars, I think. I think that's going to be the next frontier. Oh, cyber warfare? Yeah. With Russia? possibly Russia, China, whatever. They're going to somehow put viruses in computers that can jump off of computers. It's going to be... I mean, <laughs> and make people actually sick? Like right. fake news is going to hurt Yeah, we're going to be literal zombies. I do think fake news is going to hurt real people. Painful fake news. Yes, viral. <laughs> so, <laughs> viruses. Uh, so I think that, I think Europe, uh, we're going to see... Uh, Big strides in the surveillance state and curtailment of rights, especially in Germany. France is already a step ahead on that. Their state of emergency just seems to go on forever. Uh, I talked earlier about how these terror attacks in Germany are being spun as not having enough surveillance. They should give up on their their aversion to the government watching them. And uh, But I think it was something that you said, that nationalism might backfire. Do you think that's really what's going to happen over there? Because I think that that, I I originally thought that that was the point of Brexit. I thought they uh, made Brexit happen because it put the idea of world government in people's minds and made it a trendy, progressive thing. And then they can showcase nationalism as they can make it fail and make it appear to be a bad thing. Well, it's possible that... uh, that that was the plan because it's so surprising that the whole EU is undergoing a 180. I mean, this march towards world government is in the books since before or at the end of World War II, before that, with the League of Nations at the end of World War One. But in the original meeting for the UN in San Francisco, led by Alger Hiss, who was a convicted communist, communist spy, yeah. He had Who said, moved to where Bernie Sanders moved to, and near Vermont, right now. <laughs> oh, really? Is that yeah. a hotbed? It was in the fifties. It was a communism? hotbed where, where where Bernie Sanders lives was a hotbed. Well, they looked at. Uh, he talked about the UN being a prototype for world government that eventually would have the ability to enforce laws, and so that was really the goal since the beginning. So regionalization like the North American Union that Heidi Cruz and Bill Weld wanted and the European Union that George Soros pushed, all that kind of stuff. Those were things that were clearly marching in that direction. And when, when it starts to look like they're taking a 180, I mean, that's a level of reversal that it's hard for me to think just happened without, you know, these guys are like, oh, 
I can't believe it. Like, if only we'd had some way to control these little pieces of paper that people can vote with. But <laughs> democracy, you know, like I'm skeptical yeah. about about the purity of the democratic system, not just the vote counts, but even if you think the vote counts are 100% accurate, you have this problem of this manipulation, which is what they mean when they talk about Russia hacking the election. They're just saying Russian propaganda influences people. So our propaganda influences people. It's, it really That's when you really start going down the rabbit hole. We're going to wrap it up after this. Uh, I have time for one more call. 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Mostly sunny with a high of 42 forecast for Monday as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Wrapping up my 2017 predictions, The uh, if you want to hear them from the beginning, I'm going to post the podcast on uh, my new website, PropagandaReportDaily.com, probably early in the week. There's lots of stuff there if you want to keep following what we're doing when we're offline or when the next show is going to be. I'm off next week, but I'm back the week after. And uh, my two things I didn't get to yet. I'm just going to throw out there. I was still waiting for the other shoe to drop on the Secret Service, which seemed to be failing. I wonder how Trump's heart really is. And I think Obamacare will be partially repealed, a total disaster, and they'll relabel it Trump Care, which Binkley just told me that Obama had actually already coined that. I hate getting scooped. <laughs> but I want to make time for John in Atlanta to have the last word. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Um, I don't feel as strongly now about this as I did prior to November. But I think that um, that within, uh, let's say this time next year, we'll, we'll be having a President Mike Pence and not a President Trump. I think he has no desire to be president for four years, much less eight. I think he's going to get everything set up the way he wants it, uh, bring in all the people that, that, that he likes, and then he's going to say, I saved the country by preventing Hillary from becoming president, and now I'm going to turn it over to Mike Pence. That's very interesting. I he, I will tell you, if he's really a billionaire, we know he's the oldest president to be sworn in for a first time. He's 70. Uh, wouldn't you want to? I mean, who would want to deal with this aggravation? And if you and right. if you, you know, and if you step aside from Mike Pence, then he's in the driver's seat for the next election. And I think he could even go for two more terms, actually, if he was super popular. That's thinking That's outside true. the box, John. I like that a lot. Anything else? You got anything else for us? Um, well, um, did you see the thing about uh, that the Fed is going to start guarding the voting boxes now? Oh, yes. Did you tweet that to me, that the federal yeah. government is... You tweeted yes, that? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, they act like they're, they're promoting this idea that Russia hacked the election, which gives people the impression. I saw a poll that like most people think they actually hacked the uh the actual votes which they didn't they just hacked the emails and whatever so now they get this opportunity this excuse for the feds to come in and uh, insert themselves in the election process and that's when you really are going to have election fraud when it's centralized it's out of your control georgia is uh brian camp i think he's the secretary of state of georgia well, he he was identified the dhs as the ones who hacked the uh election records in georgia so i don't trust him very interesting uh, I'll be back in two weeks. You can communicate with me in the meanwhile. Keep up on where we're going to be. Hear the podcast, new podcast I do with Binkley on Propaganda Report Daily. Until then, this is Monica Perez. <laughs>